In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you great thanks and praise for this day of the resurrection. We ask you to send your spirit upon us, open our hearts to receive your word, and to be converted by your great grace. Amen. A natural part of human life, especially in relationships with others of whom we live with or those abroad, is that by the very nature of existence, we compare ourselves to each other. And sometimes when we think about comparing ourselves to each other, it can almost immediately go down to a negative path, which is going to be the majority of my homily today. But there's also positive aspects of it. I think of like if I compare myself to others who are more educated, who are kinder, more prayerful, more fit, or who are successful in life, what are various different ways of life, I can look to that and say that's a, that's a goal that I can want to achieve. It's an achievable way of doing things. This person has gone through this task and they did a great job and I want to be like that or even better, per se, in a positive way. Or in a non-judgmental, quasi-negative way, we can learn from the mistakes of others without making the same mistakes that we have made. We can just say, that person messed up that way, I need to avoid that path so that I stay on the straight and narrow with God. There's good ways of comparing ourselves to others. But the vast majority of it tends to be, especially in our souls and sinfulness, it tends to be in a, in a negative way, in a kind of two, two extremes, where we can either think very highly of ourselves for different things and we compare ourselves to others, or we can really think of ourselves very inadequately, or that we have a, like a self-image issues that can very much, very easily creep itself in, into, into our lives. For example, I'm a priest. The nature of a Chaldean priest is that you have to chant sometimes. Right, there's morning prayer, evening prayer, there's masses. You have to just, chanting is part of the priesthood. So if I want to think very highly of myself, I compare myself to Father Rodney. He's like Zibbon, right? So like, if I compare myself to him, right? And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm like Justin Bieber compared to Father Rodney, right? He's doing pretty good over here. And then I pause, and I go to Father Patrick, and I'm like, oh, so he's a lot better than me. Father Patrick is really, really talented individuals in different ways. That's not the goal. The goal isn't to think highly of myself or to think negatively of myself. I am who I am. I try to better myself the best, the best, the best I can. Right? I think, think once, once again, of my own personal personality. I'm not a naturally bubbly person. I'm not really a hugger. I'm a high fiver. Hey, high five. Sounds good, right? That's my personality. It, it is who is it. I am who I am. I'm not very naturally gifted in languages. Other people are fantastic at it. So I want to strive to be better. I can't be Mr. Jerkface because of my personality. I have to strive for kindness on these things in our lives. And we all have to come to understanding. We are who we are. And we're called by God to be the best version of ourselves, to be better. Not to just compare so as to think highly or to think negatively of ourselves. So as I was praying with the gospel and praying with the homily, I have two group chats. I'm part of a lot of group chats, but specifically, there's a, like a mom's group chat of like 200 ladies, and there's a men's group group chat. And I asked them both separately. I said, what are some of the stresses of an average person of, you know, quote unquote, keeping up with the Joneses or comparing yourself to others and all these things? In very typical men and women fashion, men were like A and then B. Good. Women were like, well, it's really important. Well, I feel really emotional. Like paragraphs. So women tend to use more words even in text. So I read through all of them. I actually read through all of them. And they're kind of generally the same themes. Everyone just wants to compare and feel stressed. Really like like a, a pressure from the world around them for a lot of materialistic things. Whether it's cars or schools or houses. All these things that can happen in our lives. Especially for like for women specifically. 
specifically for like beauty. They don't feel beautiful because of their, they're scrolling through all these things. Then the stresses of like, I want to be the best husband. I can be the best wife, the best mother, the best, the best father, the best student. And I'm not as adequate as other people. There can be these stresses that can very easily come out of our lives. And the theme I found all around it was really an overuse of social media. It's just, it's like really kind of, I thought it would eventually level off and it's kind of getting worse. You'd think it would, but it's just not. We want to compare ourselves so much to other people and not even real people's lives, like their fake lives, which is what social media is. It's not reality of humanity. It's just like, this is the cool moment of my entire life and you judge yourself from it or you would judge me from it. A little bit of both. So when you apply it to the gospel, I was praying with the gospel. Imagine if this Pharisee in the gospel who his entire prayer is comparing himself to others, to, tax, to, to the tax collector, to extortioners, to adulterers, to other unrighteous, I am better than them. Imagine if he was in the modern day. He would post like, look, I'm giving money to the poor. Look, I'm praying. Look, look at that. He would go, he would scroll through and he would see somebody's post and he would judge them. Look at this person. I'm not, I'm not I'm as bad as they are. That would be his demeanor of life, which is really a negative way of looking at things. When we just, and it's so natural to compare, we have to mitigate it. We have to, we have to control how much we allow our souls to take effect to it. Why? Because if we don't control it, it affects literally how we think of God. Because we want to compare God to all our other relationships. We want to have a relationship with God, but we're confused because in our own minds, we're so we're so conform to the modern day that we want things to happen immediately right now and we go and pray to God and God works slowly oh so slowly the first half of this gospel this woman is going to this judge and going to this judge she's persistent God wants us to pray and not lose heart but God doesn't respond we're so used to texting somebody they'll get back to us in an hour we're offended you call somebody they call back the next day hey I called you yesterday okay why are we so we're, we're conditioned to be quickly immediate and God's, God's not like that. Think, for example, the sem- uh, seminary started back up this year. And this week we have two Chaldean, three Chaldean girls, two in our order, one in a non-order, who are receiving their habits, who are giving their lives to Jesus. Discerning God's will in their lives in a very religious seminary and priest way. When I was in seminary, I was in seminary for six years. The first five years of my time in seminary, even a year before that, really, was just asking God, what do you want me to do with my life? Five, six years, let's say six years. Every day going to Mass, every day praying, every day going to the Rosary. I just, I needed to answer. What, and it's in, in a modern day, you know, I can email God by 9 a.m., by noon I want an answer. That's not how it works. God is slow. God is patient. God takes his time. God wants us to grow. God wants us to trust. God wants us to continuously go to him. That's how God works in our own lives. So that's who God is, and we have to accept him for who he is. Because in our heart's desire, the natural desire of our hearts to compare other people to other people, we have to just pause. And I think the whole world would be so much better if we accepted things for what they are and accepted people for who they are. Starting with God, he works slow and he's so merciful and he's so patient and he wants us to grow. Sometimes he wants us to suffer, but he always wants the best for us. Imagine how much better your relationships with your in-laws would be if you accepted them for who they were. Your mother-in-law is stubborn. She's not going to change. I guarantee it. Accept it. Love her. That's it. Period. 
Imagine that was our relationship with so many other people in our lives. We just accepted them for who they are and accepted ourselves for who we are in our talents and in our shortcomings. We're not perfect. We're not models. We're not, we don't have the best of everything. We're not going to ever have that. That's okay. Accept who you are as a, as a person and try to better yourself the best you can. And I think it all comes down to and everyone would accept ourselves or who we are actually trying to be. Because if you compare ourselves to that person and that person and that person and that person, we will continuously fall short because their lives are lies too. But who are we? We are children of God. We are loved by God. Because in the gospel, this tax collector, when he goes and prays in the temple, and my prayer, every time I pray with this gospel and I enter into this gospel, this is always my prayer to the tax collector. He's not even comparing himself to the Pharisee. He doesn't even care. He doesn't even acknowledge his existence. He walks into the temple to pray because it's the right thing to do. He gives praise and glory to God because it's the right thing to do. He's sorry for his sins because it's the right thing to do, not because of another. And that's his glory. And that's why he goes home vindicated. And that needs to be our hearts and our life's choices. We do the right because it's the right thing to do. We worship God because it's the right thing to do. We live simple, humble lives because it's the right thing to do. We are children of God, and that's who we are. Not in comparison to others, but just simply loved by God. Amen.